0: Um
1: With some uncertainty, but this team just looks absolutely locked in, and uh, I'll say it right from the jump, we welcome what will be a future NFL Hall of Famer back with another season with the birds, the great Jason Kelsey. Jason, how you doing, bud?
2: Doing good. Thanks for having me, Joe. How you
1: feeling, Jason? I mean, this is about to get real again. How do you feel?
2: Yeah, um, it's exciting. You know, the first uh, few days of camp, it's just fun to be around everybody again. You get to see a lot of faces. You've kind of, everybody's gone their own way for about a month, and you get to see everybody back, you know, what, what's in store, what's ahead of you. Um, so, yeah, I think everybody's excited right now. Ask me in a couple of weeks. I think everybody be ready for the season. You here, but <laughs> as of right now, excitement is in the air.
1: So, Jason, let's just get to this. And you've addressed it, but let's get one more time before this season. Why are you playing another year? You clearly could have retired. You chose not to. Why are you back?
2: Yeah, I just wanted to keep playing. You know, the more I talk to older guys, and, you know, i got to be reminded of it every, after every season. But, you know, you – you know, once you decide to stop, it's over, it's done. And, you know, I think if most of the guys have told me that, you know, if you if you want to keep going and you want to keep playing, if there's any inkling of that, then just keep doing it until you, until you can't do it anymore. And, uh, you know, I talked to my wife a lot, and, um, you know, she echoed those same sentiments. You know, you don't want to stop this thing before you're, uh, you know, ready to call quits. Do and you think, think you
1: might have chosen different if you had won the Super Bowl?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've been asked that a lot, and it's hard to – you know, know where I'd be at from a head, headspace uh, perspective if we had won the game, but um, I do know that losing the game definitely puts um, it, it, it puts a different mindset in your head. Um, one that I did not know how, how bad that would feel. Um, my brother tried to warn me and I didn't uh, heed his advice, but um, I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to answer it because I, I don't know where I'd be at. I think that it shouldn't, and I tried to not have that play a factor in this decision um but you know does playing another year uh is is a part of that because we lost the Super Bowl maybe
1: well one more Mm -hmm. question on this topic I've never thought of this until you just answered that question that way did you enter the Super Bowl with the thought in your mind that it might be your last game
2: yeah but you know quite frankly I've entered games the last three or four years with that same thought you know I remember I was in tears maybe um three years ago uh we had a Last game of the year at the link. I forget who we were playing, but I was like, you know, is this going to be my last game The Washington ever? game, 2020. Yeah. 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 Is this going to be the last game I ever play in an Eagles uniform? So, um, you know, I think, uh, yeah. You, know, is that you, you never know. What, is that part of what
1: you, Carson, and Zach Ertz discussed? Because I remember you three were on the field a long yeah. time after that game. Was that part of that
2: discussion? Yeah, well, you know, we knew that it was going to look really different the next year. We knew that it, all three of us were probably not going to be back. I didn't know what I was going to do, and, you know, I think that um, the writing was on the wall, um, that there was going to be a lot of change. And, uh, you know, we had been through a lot together and, you know, a lot of success, a lot of downs. But um, ultimately, you know, you, you, you go out there and play with guys and you earn respect and admiration for others that you're with. And um, I think Carson was the one who said he had some whiskey and, you know, you want to go outside. I was like, hey, Let's, let's have some fun. <laughs> let's
0: talk about football this season, Jason. Uh, what did you work on? What are you focused on being better at this year, 2023, than you were in 2022?
2: Um, you know, I think uh, a, a lot of the corrections that I've been focused on are, are, are things that I think uh, teams adjusted to the second half of the season in the Super Bowl like little things you know you're always trying to stay ahead of what defenses are gonna try and do to you or how they're going to adjust and you know I think you think a lot about you know what did, how, where did we get you know um, did I put our team in a disadvantage that could have been um, uh, prevented right Uh, from a blocking assignment standpoint. And I think that you think about certain games and certain plays and defensive coordinators, what did they do? They they did these things. Okay, how can we adjust? How can I be prepared to Mm -hmm. make a call to put us in better situations? So a lot of that. um, You know, I think another uh, big part of it is, you know, we have a new right guard in, uh, whoever that's going to be. And a lot of it is, you know, maintaining communication and trying to uh, get that guy situated, whoever that ends up being. Uh, into the starting role because um, it's a unit you know it's never you know Stout says all the time no man is an island you must draw your strengths from others uh, offensive line one of the beauties of that position is you know it's it's only as good as you know it's weakest link or it's only as good as the all five guys work together so uh, we're trying to iron out those continuity things and we'll be doing it all training camp but I look forward to that.
0: Let's talk about the uh, that right guard spot uh, having played yourself at 280 285 yeah how big a difference does it make for a right guard to be 300 pounds versus 315 pounds versus 330 pounds how much does that really matter
2: it, weights a big deal you know it, it's it's there's a reason why a lot of teams have minimum weights and they won't pick guys lower than them they have maximum weights and you know it's you know what is it uh Richie might be able to help me out but mass times velocity equals or mass times acceleration equals what power
1: yes. yeah force. force
2: see i always mess yes. it up Ooh. and my eight my eighth grade or my, grade uh, my, uh, but, but my Jason, physics teacher Jason. in high school always messes with me because just, i messed that up but
1: just remember though and i say this all the time to john yeah. he only got into stanford because of football <laughs> 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 let's not let's not They you know <laughs> i wasn't there for come the on now that's for sure come on.
2: Yeah. all right well um yeah the, the weight definitely plays a role and um you know, I think especially at guard, um, you know, those guys' job is a position of power. They're they're setting the point on all the double teams. They're required to move people. Uh, you're, you're required to set the depth of the pocket and pass pro. Um, it is a job where you have to uh, be able to set uh, points, right? And I think that for weight can help you do that strength can also help you do that quickness and getting beating the guy to the spot can also help you do that and um, I've seen a lot of guards play at under 315 and play extremely well Um, it just a lot of it comes down to you know how strong is the guy how explosive is the guy how uh, you know what are the traits he's going to use to get the job done I think uh, Cam who is obviously an undersized uh, guard um, has a lot of intriguing Attributes. He's got longer arms than people, I think, realize. You know, 33-and-a-half-inch arms, which are plenty long to, to play guard. Um, really, really good feet, quick. Um, I mean, in the weight room, probably the strongest per-pound guy I've been around in a long time. Um, so there's, there's some really, really intriguing attributes, and, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, how he utilizes those to his advantage and, you know, how it looks out here in training camp. is going to get a good feel out there right away with Fletcher Cox and some guys that have been doing it for a while, and it'll, yeah. it'll be fun. Yeah. Uh,
0: it, it's interesting. You as an offensive lineman, your goal is to protect your quarterback, to, to encapsulate him as best you can, fend off harm as best you can. But in this offense, he's in harm's way an awful lot. Yeah. Beyond providing just great pass protection, how do you – what's the best way to keep Jalen healthy in this offense? And is that a constant source of worry for a guy like yourself?
2: Well, you know, I think for me it's not – I try to not get involved too much with how many carries he's getting a game or how many uh, attempts he's getting or how many hits he's taking. Um, But it's certainly something that's very, very focused on uh, by the staff as a whole, you know, I think that, you know, we want to obviously take advantages, take advantage of the uh, advantages that Jalen Hurts has, right? You know, uh, to not run him at all would be a disservice to the team and to himself and uh, to the things that he brings to the table. But I think that there are ways that you can do it that are, um, that are one advantageous for the offense, but also two, uh, do it in a in a pretty safe way. I think that there's a good medium that we've towed quite a bit. Um, and I think that they're going to continue to do that, Jason. Especially because
1: he can pass so effectively. Yeah. See, I'm, two two and three years ago, I would not have made the case for for running Jalen less. But mm-hmm. you know, I've talked to. I mean, Jaws has told me it's too many hits. Herm Edwards told us the other day it's too many hits. Yeah. Uh, you know, my my thing is trust him more to run a more pro style offense, not because he's not phenomenal. The other thing, but you know, you're trying to go 20 games. You, if you're if you're Jalen Hurts, you're trying to go 15 years. Yeah. And if I'm Nick Sirianni, I'm I'm of the mindset to, to change the offense a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, and I think uh, the the problem is that you know what what Jalen does on his legs opens up so many other things. You know, and and there's a way to do it, I believe, while making him run less, but still making the defense respect that the threat. Yes, and I think that you know. It, Old-school offensive coaches, you know, you got to get more understanding we're doing too many gun runs. Well, all of these gun runs uh, make the backers respect, um, you know, either the RPO or the quarterback keep or all of these things that um, they can't just run downhill and fill the gap right now. And you saw that in the San Francisco game. You know, you saw these unbelievable linebackers that um, – play so fast and offensive linemen can't get their hands out them I and all of a sudden they're neutralized because uh, in the gun they got to be worried about run pass option, they got to be worried about play action, all these things that they can't necessarily get a beat on and um, there are a lot of advantages to doing what we do with Jalen and the type of offense that we do with his skill set and I I think that it would be a disservice to him to stop doing all of that and to go to a more pro style offense. Uh, that being said, though, I think there's ways to scheme things up and to do things that can gar- virtually assure an outcome. You know what I mean? It might be a read, but you know, if you get in this formation, this coverage, these things, mm-hmm. what's gonna happen with the ball nine times out of 10, and there's ways to do that. And and there's also ways to, you know, even if you do keep the ball, just get down, avoid hits. And I think yeah. that that's another option with this whole thing as well is, you know, let's, let's try and reduce hits and be smart at the same time. It's interesting, he's saying
0: that you can stack the deck so that basically our worry has been that defenses can just stay one step ahead, just like we have been staying one step ahead of them, yeah. and that this season with all that tape, they can go back and look and and know how to basically uh, instruct our offense to do what they want it to do.
2: Yeah, and I think that you know we're both going to be trying to do the same thing. Yeah. you know I think that's one of the the. the the chess match is happening. Yeah. Um, they're going to be. I mean, if I'm a defensive coordinator, especially in in the division, playing early on, I'm going to try and have yeah. Jalen run the ball as much as possible, right?
1: And try to drive his shoulder into the ground and knock <laughs> him out for a month. I mean, I that's mean,
2: that's the idea. Yeah, yeah. I think you precisely. Know, yeah, without being said, yes, I yeah. think that that's what they would <laughs> yeah. Um I think that um, you know we saw that. You know what was it? Chip Kelly's third year with Sam Bradford. Uh, you know, Terrell Suggs in preseason just took a running shot yep. and hit him. And we stopped doing reads altogether, and it really neutralized a lot of what we did. Um, you know, I think that's always a constant threat. And I do think that there's ways to scheme things up and um, and, and to uh, try and figure out ways to get to some of these um, things that are so advantageous and make the defense respect sure. them, yeah. but reduce it.
1: Jason Kelsey with us here. Jason, let's, let's hit some other aspects of the team. And Jason with us, you know, about an hour or so before the Eagles begin their first practice of this, uh, this 2023 uh, season. Jason, Jalen Carter, obviously a phenomenally talented player. Yeah. Have you had an opportunity to spend time with him? And to, to what extent that you have, what have you tried to tell him about being an Eagle and being a pro?
2: To be honest, I have not. I talked to him a little bit before the draft process. Um, obviously, we've been in offseason workouts, uh, but you know the offense and defense on the field and OTAs was separated, and we didn't really. I have not really even seen him get in a stance. I've seen him uh, do things in the weight room, and I've, in passing, we've we've talked, but I have not had a you know purposeful or uh, really a um, uh, a very in-depth conversation with him at all. But. I'm looking forward to it.
1: When you say before the draft process, is that in helping the Eagles evaluate who to draft?
2: No, this was just in passing. I happened to be in the building, got a chance to meet him, shook his hand, uh, which right away was taken aback at how strong his hand was. (laughs) Um, So that's usually a good sign. Did you ever shake Agent Peterson's hand? You know what? I haven't.
1: Craziest hand I've ever. It's, John, have you
2: shaken Adrian Peterson's hand? Yeah, I
1: think, yeah. It's it's mu- a little much.
2: It's, it's yeah, I mean, so yeah, so it's, too, it's it too much. Is it or is it? It's just strong. Yeah. It's strong. You he, just makes, it's like, he
0: makes you realize no. he wants you to yeah. know. Yeah.
1: He's one of those guys. So just, <laughs> he's, one, he's one of those guys. Um, what did you make of Nick Sirianni with the, the Kansas City confetti thing as a message to you guys? You know, that story came out yesterday Yeah, that he had shown that image to you guys in the summer.
2: What, what's your reaction to that? Yeah, I mean, I think Nick is great with all these little, um, you know, the, what's the uh, word? Of the, all of these things he used to motivate the team, teach the team. Tactics. Tactics, yeah. I mean, every single day in the, uh, every single week, we, we get one of those. You don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be something, and that one obviously strikes a chord with everybody because of the um, you know the, the messaging behind it, but I look forward to him. I mean, he's he's a really, really good coach in team meetings. Um, and, uh, you know, yesterday, uh, I mean, I don't even know if I'm allowed to share it, but whatever. Yeah, I can't get into my show. Yeah, I mean, he shared a, a big story about, um, you know, uh, 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 oh, my gosh, Mike Tyson. And, uh, um, oh, my gosh.
1: Buster Just Douglas. Buster Douglas. Holyfield, Yeah. Man. Buster.
2: Buster. Yeah. And uh, how unprepared Mike was. He was. Uh, and how overconfident he was. And, um. You know, a lot of times, sometimes he'll say the meaning behind it. Sometimes he doesn't. I think this one wasn't, didn't really need to be said. Of uh, you know why he might have been showing that. You know, expectations. Everybody thought Mike Tyson was going to be the best in the world uh, for the foreseeable future. Nobody could beat him, and uh, he loses to a guy who lost the following fight to Vander Holyfield in what three rounds? And... I think
1: it was one round. But yeah, oh, yeah. But, so, but point so, being, he didn't belong in the ring with Tyson. Tyson took him light. Yeah. And the message to you guys is: do not take this yeah, season the, for granted.
2: Nothing that we did before matters. We got to still approach it each and every day. We got to earn it, and you got to go out there and work, and you got to go out there and practice. And it's a message to not just the players, to everybody. Yeah. And um, you know, his one of his things that he said in there was the, the, the trainer saying that I failed, Mike. You know what I mean? And you know, I think that that's a very powerful co- uh, message to the coaches as well. And I think Nick is phenomenal. He really is. I mean, we broke it down on you know this, uh, there was a fireman one last year. I don't even remember the story, but a fireman like John or something like that. And it was a completely made up story, but it was all just to get a message <laughs> apart. <laughs> so, I mean, Nick, Nick's great at it, he really is. And and all these little things, and um, he kind of knows what chord to strike in each one. And he puts thought into it, you know, throughout the off season, you know, if something strikes a chord, but I mean, you know, I think I'm gonna use that. And So he's, this is a full year of planning that we're gonna get to see a team meeting each and every week that he's been, Obsessing about since yeah. February yeah. or whenever, which yeah. is cool.
1: Makes sense. Jason Kelsey with us here. Jason, let's do a couple offbeat questions here. Um, and, and John, let, let's start with this one, to Jason. So, Jason, a few few off football topics. A couple final minutes before you got to go hit people for the next seven <laughs> months. So, all right, here we go. Let's start with this. You have uh, moved into a really rare category for a Philadelphia athlete. You are—I'll call you—People Magazine guy. And what I mean by that is, I get People Magazine. I get emails from People Magazine, and this summer, getting the emails from People Magazine about like Taylor Swift and Beyonce and like Jason Kelsey. So, what is it like to be that guy in society? Obviously, you and your brother, your parents. What's it like to enter that realm?
2: Um, Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's I, I, I try to not think of myself in the People Magazine kind of way. <laughs> um, you know, I, I you know we just decided to do this podcast with trav and have some fun with it and ended up taking off really well um i'm not one for i guess the glitz and glam and the vanity fair parties that my brother loves going to (laughs) um but you know i think that um in, in some it's obviously very beneficial depending on what happens post career which is nice to know that there'll be some opportunities but i think that outside of that um you know i don't i i don't subscribe to people Magazine, so i don't i don't know yeah I, I don't know how i feel about it to be honest with you i think um i'm not a a big uh uh i guess celebrity driven person so it it uh, it feels a little bit weird to be honest with you it's coming at you but you're not chasing <laughs> yeah, it. that's exactly. a fair way to put it i think that's a good way to put yeah. it yeah uh, what do you have for breakfast today so normally every day which i guess i, I don't know first day at camp mixed it up but normally every day i do three eggs over easy uh two sausage links breakfast potatoes and then either a bagel or an english muffin toasted cream cheese with honey on top and then a wow. side of blueberries or blackberries. This is every day, every day, every this day. Is the just breakfast about. Of champions. <laughs> just and about. Wheaties, no Jason
1: more Wheaties. No more Wheaties. He
0: eats this every day. Yeah. yeah. This is yeah. what
1: you do, folks. Move yeah. over, Mary Lou Retton or Wheaties. It's, <laughs> it's, this is Jason Kelsey's <laughs> yeah. time now. Well, I see. You know,
0: there are two. That there is the the ongoing debate whether you should eat a lot before practice or a little before yeah. practice. Obviously, uh, Jason goes m- with a lot. Yeah,
2: I, I firmly believe in in loaded. It up and getting the fuel in there. Um, yeah, me and Landon were f- different on that in the uh, conditioning test. He didn't eat all morning because he didn't want to have anything in his stomach. I'm like, dude, how are you going to have any energy? But <laughs> wow, everybody yeah. figures it out their own way. Conditioning test e-
0: is it hard for you? Easy for you? I mean, it's, you can run like the wind. Yeah, it's
2: easy. Um, I think, especially, it's even easier now because the older guys do a condensed portion of it ah, if you're above a certain nice. amount. Yeah, it's nice. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm running with guys who are supposed to make times who are 40 and 50 pounds heavier than me. It's <laughs> I, I'm very much yeah. in the, the easy side of that. Oh,
1: that's all right, Jason, be Oppenheimer, Indiana Jones, or Barbie? If you got to watch one of those three out right now in theaters, which one are you going to?
2: If I'm going to a theater, I'd watch Oppenheimer. I think um, I, I watch all three of them. Um, but to like go and have like a theater experience and to take all that yeah, in, it seems yeah. like Oppenheimer is the the film more designed for that type of atmosphere.
1: It's a great movie. It I is. got one more. One more. Go
0: for it. You get to go hit people now. Who's the guy you're most looking forward to swap and paint with?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 all the rookies. I mean, especially you know Jalen Carter. We're looking forward to seeing what he looks like. I mean, yeah. you always look forward to the guys that you know. Okay, what, what does he have? What's he gonna feel like when you hit him? And you yes. know, does he have the pop? Does he have really strong hands? Um, you know, I think all these things you're looking forward to seeing.
1: And one more, Jason, let's, let's round it back, back to football. I'm curious, you know, this deep into your career, how, how, um, how often does Nick Sirianni take your temperature about the team and about players? Like, as a, for instance, Nakobe Dean and a whole host of linebackers are going to be competing for, for a spot. Does, does Nick talk to you and say, hey, Jason, give me your read? We've yeah. got to make some decisions. Give me your read on what's going on out there.
2: Very rarely will he ask me the read of, like, a player or something like that. I, I would say that he usually that's not the temperature he's gauging. Usually it's a, you know, where do you think we're at? How do you think the guys are feeling? And and I think he does that, one, and we have, like, a leadership council meeting with a bunch of the older guys and uh, heads of certain posi- of every position group that will meet. But he'll do little flybys with me throughout practice, too, sometimes. You, hey, it's hot and humid, you know, where we – How's it feel out there? Yeah. Like what's happening? But um, you know, in terms of specific players, not so much. We've talked about linebackers in general, and which which guys give me difficult uh, uh, jobs, or which guys, uh, which teams do better jobs than others. Why they do that? Is it you know, their alignment, their technique, things like that? But. Not too, the, the personal side of it, I would say. We Jason,
1: we, we appreciate some extra time today. Uh, goes without saying, but congrats on all your success and absolute best of luck this season. And uh, we, we, we hope to see you in February. Let's put it that way.
2: I, I hope to see you in February as well. And by
1: the way, Jason is going to be a weekly guest on the show. So let me let me go. put that out there. We're Perfect. looking forward to that. Thanks, Jason. All right, thanks, thanks. John. All right, there thanks. he is, Jason Kelsey, getting ready to hit people for the next seven months. <laughs>